Suspended Attorney General Ken Paxton's impeachment trial entering another week. Word today on when we could hear a verdict. Rain and storms out in West Texas, but when will it be our turn? A look at when wetter weather is expected. And today we remember the attacks on our nation 22 years ago. What Austin firefighters are doing to honor the lives lost that day, even one of their own. Well, today at the Texas Capitol, allegations of an extramarital affair as new testimony unfolded from the whistleblowers who brought Ken Paxton to the FBI. Thanks for joining us. I'm Daniel Muddy. And I'm Britt Moreno. The impeachment trial against the suspended attorney general began its second week with new details into allegations of low office morale, bribery, even abuse of office. Our Ryan Chandler is joining us live from the Capitol tonight with the very latest on this Monday. Well, Britt, Daniel, good evening. Tonight we heard from Ken Paxton's former director of criminal justice, Mark Penley. He told the jury that he refused to comply with orders from the attorney general that he viewed as illegal. And in turn, Paxton fired him in retaliation. Meanwhile, ethical concerns were brewing among the staff in Paxton's office relating to Paxton's affair. That testimony delivered in front of a tense Senate chamber with Ken Paxton's wife listening on the jury. We were the only ones that could stop it. Ken Paxton's former director of criminal justice, Mark Penley, detailing repeated warnings he gave his boss after he says Paxton used his power to disrupt a federal investigation as a favor to his campaign donor, Nate Paul. I also told him there was great risk to him. This could look like bribery. This could turn into a criminal charge against him. I told him this could turn into a media scandal if it got out. The concerns stem from a U.S. attorney's investigation into Nate Paul's alleged financial crimes. Paxton hired an outside attorney to handle Paul's case against the objections of his advisors. Defense arguing whistleblowers went to the FBI without evidence. Did you bring any documentary evidence or physical evidence to the FBI? No documents, no physical evidence. If you had any documentary evidence of a crime by Ken Paxton, you would have brought it to the FBI. Yes? No. No, you wouldn't have? No, this was an initial report by eyewitnesses. Later, Paxton's chief of staff with private details into Paxton's affair. He confirmed that he, in fact, was having an extramarital affair. Yes. Kerry arguing the affair wasn't just a private matter but could harm the public. These things can open one up to bribery, mis misuse of office. Paxton's wife, State Senator Angela Paxton, listening intently in the jury, as Kerry remembers when she urged Paxton to come clean. My heart broke for her. And we are expecting a verdict in this case as soon as this week. Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick said this morning he expects the deliberations and the testimony to last until about Thursday, at which point senators will have as much time as they need to come to a decision, and they will be working here at the Capitol until they reach one. Britt, Daniel. All right, thank you very much, Ryan. And don't forget, we are live streaming this trial in its entirety every day. Just click on KXAN Live under the tab labeled Watch on KXAN.com. Remembering 9-11, one step at a time, 22 years after the attacks shook America. Today, Austin firefighters climbed the Pleasant Valley Drill Tower in full gear to honor the nearly 3,000 lives lost. 
They climbed for an hour to mirror the height of the World Trade Center. That climb was done in complete silence. It's the nation's first and longest running event of its kind for 9-11, but there is one difference this year. Austin Fire renamed this year's event the Travis Marr 9-11 Memorial Stair Climb to honor Battalion Chief Travis Marr. He was a 23-year AFD veteran who served at Ground Zero immediately following those attacks. Marr died in December from stomach cancer linked to his time in New York. Brian Hester, Command Sergeant Major at Army Futures Command, spoke to the climbers today. He says this climb is more than just reflection. It means to be committed. And the, um, the young men and women that uh, are in our first responders, uh, in, our, in, our, in our military, they're committed. They're committed to something more important than themselves. They're committed to service. And so that's what it really means. Austin Fire says the goal moving forward is education because a lot of the crew was very young or even weren't even born yet when these attacks happened. And now here in the Weather Center, we have the lady who normally brings us the sunshine in the morning, and she's here tonight with us. Everybody say hi to Kristen. Hi. Good morning. Hey. Yeah, for those who, who maybe sleep in, I am the one or waking up when the wildlife is up, and it's just us coming to work in the morning. But I'm excited to be spending a little time uh, on the evening as well. David takes a much-deserved time off. So let me show you what I got for you because we are going to start with a live look outside. River City Grill, Highland Furniture, Weather Camera, they're showing a little bit of cloud cover out in Marble Falls, but hey, we won't argue with clouds, right? Keeping us just a touch cooler in some spots. Got a little bit of rain out in San Sapa County early this morning, but outside that, our temperatures still a little rusty, right? We're still sitting in the 90s. Technically speaking, about 2 to 5 degrees cooler than where we were yesterday afternoon at this time or yesterday evening. Temperatures will continue to fall slowly, but they'll eventually get to normal later in the week. As we get into this evening, you see temperatures dropping to the 80s. There's a 10 to 20% chance of some storms, mainly in the hill country. Not widespread, not something I think Austin's going to be able to uh, cash in on, but we'll be watching these storms closely for those out west. It should help with your fire danger, too. You see here, we're still talking hot, a very high fire danger in the northwest and along and east of I-35. Wildfire danger will stay high until we get a good soaking rain, which potentially could come as early as Thursday. But in the meantime, with this, as that wildfire risk remains high throughout Central Texas, the Austin Fire Department's Wildfire Division, they continue to improve and update to help you prepare. The Wildfire Hub has a new simplified website called atxwildfirehub.com where you can find the current wildfire risk for your neighborhood, directions on how to prepare for an evacuation, measures you can take to prevent wildfire spread, and more. Now, it is important to remember that this website is not the source for emergency notifications and alerts, but you can find where to sign up on those alerts for the, on the county's website. Thank you, Kristen. Medics in Austin could soon see bigger paychecks. The Austin-Travis County EMS Union has voted to approve a new labor agreement with the city. Up next, Austin City Council will vote on the agreement coming up on Thursday. The bargaining team for the union agreed to a deal with the city of Austin on a four-year contract, according to the union president. It includes a 4% raise overall to start and an entry-level pay rate of $24.24. KXAN's Grace Reader will have reaction action on this coming up on KXAN News at 6. The clock is ticking to find more victims after an earthquake rocked Morocco. What's being done to keep the death toll from climbing? And new COVID boosters are heading our way ahead of the season of sicknesses. But what's different about these shots? And 22 years ago, America's history changed forever. 
how the rest of the nation is remembering 9-11 and honoring the lives lost. Rescuers racing against time today to find survivors in the rubble more than 48 hours after Morocco's deadliest earthquake in over six decades. Nearly 2,500 people have been killed. The worst of the devastation is in remote villages in the high Atlas Mountains, where adobe homes just couldn't withstand the force of that 6.8 magnitude quake. The United Nations estimates 300,000 people across the region have been affected. Many have slept outside for a third consecutive night. No Americans have been reported or killed, and the State Department describes the number of injured U.S. citizens as small. There's reportedly some progress towards a new contract with the United Auto Workers Union. This, of course, could all affect new car prices. The Associated Press reports the company that makes Chrysler, Dodge, and other brands told employees in an email that the union countered its economic proposal. It also says the two sides have already agreed to health and safety provisions and other areas for a new deal, but no new details have been revealed. The union has threatened a work stoppage unless the tentative contracts are in place by 11.59 Thursday night. They're asking for 46% pay hike over the next four years and a 32-hour work week with 40 hours of pay. Well, new and improved COVID boosters are coming soon. The Food and Drug Administration just approved them today from Pfizer and Moderna. These shots are made to target the newest Omicron subvariant. An American Medical Association report says this variant is the product of a mix of mutations that really makes it easier to spread, and that includes people who have been previously infected or vaccinated. That means there are higher chances for reinfection or even breakthrough infections. The vaccines are expected to be available later this week after the CDC greenlights the approval. The FDA says anyone age five and older can get that booster regardless of whether they were previously vaccinated. Now, those who have been vaccinated should wait at least two months before getting the updated booster. Health officials hope that the boosters can blunt a possible spike in fall and winter illnesses. And before we enter cold season, do you know if your cold medicine actually works. If you pick up a bottle of your cold medication, you'll likely see phenylephrine on the label. That's a common ingredient in many over-the-counter cold and allergy medications. But the FDA is looking into whether the oral formulation of that drug is actually effective. Ahead on NBC Nightly News, Ann Thompson spoke with a doctor who says it could actually make you feel worse and talks about what could happen if the FDA rules the medicine ineffective. Well, lake levels here in Central Texas, not great, right? That's what a good 8 to 12 inches of a rain deficit will do for us. But some improvement on the way. Several rounds of possible showers and storms between now and this weekend. We'll break down when those showers are expected to be here coming up. Today, America remembers one of the worst days in our history, the September 11th attacks 22 years ago. Hijackers killed nearly 3,000 Americans in New York City, the Pentagon, and Shanksville, Pennsylvania. And we will never forget. Survivors and families of victims are gathering all across the country to honor loved ones as the nation's dignitaries offer words of comfort. Here's NBC's Alice Barr. Today, as the nation pauses to remember Jeremy Joseph Ahern. Names of the lives forever stopped on September 11th, 22 years ago, filled the silence. We love you. We miss you. We can't replace you. From the World Trade Center in New York to the Pentagon 
and Shanksville, Pennsylvania. Loved ones sharing deeply personal memories. You are forever our hero and angel. From a vast web of loss that stretches across America. You may have been torn from us that day, but your love and memories will never be torn from our hearts. President Biden returning to the U.S. from Vietnam, stopping at a military base in Alaska, paying tribute to the many soldiers who joined in response to the terror attacks that claimed nearly 3,000 lives and reshaped American foreign policy. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin speaking from the Pentagon. We will always work to keep America safe, and we will always, always remember. In a painstaking process, the remains of two more 9-11 victims have now been identified, but more than a thousand families still wait, speaking the names of those they lost. Love you, Phil. Talk to you later. To ensure they never fade away. In Washington, Alice Barr, NBC News. And the story of loss is ongoing. The Uniformed Firefighters Association says that nearly as many New York City firefighters have died from post 9-11 illnesses as the 343 who died in the actual attacks. To some lighter news now, we told you the other night about the upcoming removal of the iconic Barton Springs leaning pecan tree. You know her as Flo. Well, she was set to be removed because fungus is weakening the roots. It was a whole thing. But new today, Austin Parks and Recreation has decided to delay the removal of flow. The department says it's reviewing additional considerations before removal. <gasps> There's going to be another chapter to this story, whether flow stays or whether she goes. I we hope she we stays. want to keep her. Yeah. <laughs> we, trees are a good thing. I hey, know. by the way, we did not remove David Yeomans. He will be coming back. <laughs> and it wasn't a delay either. He's just on vacation, so you're stuck with me for the next uh, little bit. And he leaves town, but then there's some rain coming in. Girl, if, I, if we would have known that rain comes if David leaves, like, we would have shipped him off to Timbuktu, right? right? Hey, let me get you started because, yeah, rain and cooler temperatures on the way. Let's begin with clouds and radar because at this point, it's mainly cloudy skies, but I'm waiting to see what comes out of this activity that we've got in the South Plains. You notice some of these strong to severe storms, eastern New Mexico through West Texas. We've got a disturbance up there that's going to try and send down a couple of storms later tonight to our hill country. Jury's still out as to whether they're going to make that trek down to the hill country. But let's start with the now. Here's a live look outside Lorenz and Lorenz 360 camera. Hey, despite the fact that we've been struggling for rain, we still got a lot of green out there, right? As far as the uh, numbers go, we did top out at 97, 98 across the Austin Metro today, and we're finally starting to see this temperature slide. 95 right now, humidity on the low side. The rain changes I'm talking about. I think at this point, it's going to be a hill country event, but not until late. So we're talking some isolated to spotty showers and storms. If they last, if they survive long enough to make it into the hill country, they could have some gusty winds, but I'm not expecting widespread rain. I'm really not expecting a whole lot. I've dropped rain chances to about 10 to 20%. I think it's going to get tough to get that rain all the way into the I-35 corridor. So we'll go mostly dry overnight for Austin. But tomorrow morning, maybe one or two spots showers left over. Most of the day is going to be dry tomorrow, but we'll include another 10 to 20% chance of some late day storms for your Tuesday. 
That being said, if those storms last all the way from Lubbock, Midland, really the Permian Basin into the Hill Country, some of them could have some gusty winds, which is why we still have that one out of five risk for severe weather. Two out of five as you get into the big country, West Texas, this is where we'll probably be seeing some hailers tonight. So if you've got friends and family in the Northwest, give them a heads up. They have actually upped the risk of severe weather out in portions of the Permian Basin and the Lubbock area overnight. So what do we got tomorrow here at home? 96 degrees with a mix of sun and clouds and 20% chance of some isolated storms. The humidity is going to be on the rise. It does get a little sticky, but we're going to be using this moisture for good with one, a cold front and two, several different disturbances coming together to actually give us daily rain chances. So as we get into tomorrow, like I said, couple spotty storms. Same thing for Wednesday. Wednesday will be spotty in coverage. Thursday into Friday, as this little floundering cold front toward north finally gets pushed all the way to the south, that will be our best chance of rain. Thursday into Friday, and then eventually we'll lose that front. When it comes to potential amounts, Northwest Hill Country, you'll be favored for the best looking rainfall totals, one to two inches. However, I do express, expect the love to get spread out a little bit. Half an inch to an inch and a half is not that bad, especially for the later part of summer, early start of fall. That's a good looking rainfall potential we've got headed our way. But the majority of that doesn't come in until the back end of the seven day. So putting it together for you, 96 today, or excuse me, 96 tomorrow with that 20% chance of an isolated storm. I think this icon kind of makes it look scarier than what it's going to be. Most of tomorrow's dry is just some late day storms, hence the 20%. Then we build the rain chances leading up to that front pushing through 40 to 50% Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then look at the temperature drop. Lower 90s this weekend here in Austin. We'll likely have 80s as high temperatures out in the hill country. Your overnight lows get a little cooler too. Waking up to upper 60s at low 70s this weekend into next week. Well, police are into their second week of searching for a murderer who escaped prison in Pennsylvania. Why police are changing their approach to capture him as the killer changes his appearance. An update now. The convicted killer on the run in Pennsylvania has changed his appearance. And law enforcement says they're now changing tactics to find him. As NBC's Marissa Parra reports, investigators say Danilo Calvalcante was spotted on someone's doorbell camera asking for help clean-shaven and wearing different clothes. Convicted murderer Danilo Cavalcante still on the run. However, we do believe, according to authorities, he's still in Pennsylvania, but they don't know where he is. They're putting everything they have into this, they say. Uh, they said that they're changing their tactics, though. Rather than doing the perimeter, you may remember on Saturday they had about a four-mile radius perimeter. They believed they were narrowing in on him, but he was able to make his escape from those botanical gardens, steal a dairy farm van, and then make his way about 40 minutes northeast of where they were searching. Now he's, again, as we mentioned still on the run but they said that they have increased police presence in East Nanfield Township northern Chester County that's about uh, just a few miles radius of where that van was found abandoned and dumped we're learning some new details but police have said ultimately their last confirmed sighting was over the weekend they are still looking for him asking anyone who lives in the area to lock their homes lock their cars but they believe he is desperate seeking any opportunity he can get to take what he needs even if it means taking it by force so please be vigilant stay careful Careful, send in your tips to police. And of course, police have asked anyone who knows anything not only not to help him, but of course to report anything they know. That reward money now up to $25,000. 
And we want to take you live to the Moody Center tonight. Traffic is expected to be very heavy later on in the area because Drake is in town. The Grammy winner is performing two nights in a row at the Moody Center with fellow rapper 21 Savage. People started lining up for general admission at 2 this afternoon. Doors open at 7 and the show starts at 8. Daniel, you're going to try to sneak in somehow? Duh, if only we didn't have a newscast tonight. <laughs> our, our name isn't on the list anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's true. All right. Well, here's a, what's ahead tonight on KXAN. It's American Ninja Warrior at 7 o'clock, followed by The Weakest Link at 9 before KXAN News at 10.